the Spirit of the Lord say, there is a breaking and a releasing in here. But just like the children of Israel when they walked around the wall, you have to create the sound so the wall can fall. So many of you have been bounded by walls, been surrounded by things, but you have to create the sound where they can be broken, where it can be released off of you. Many of you came in here with yokes, with bondages around your neck, with oppression. But when you create the sound that God is conducive to his ear, he will release it. It will be broken off of you. The song is called Break In, so you have to break in his presence so he can break it off of you. So I need you all to create a sound for me. If you have to scream, yell like you at a concert, but you have to do it so it can be broken off of you. So generational cycles can be broken off of you. So you can do it in the name of Jesus if you create the sound of worship, if you create a sound that's conducive to him. So you have to open up your mouth. You can't stay in that place where it's comfortable. To get something you never got, you got to do something you never got. So you got to open up your mouth and create a sound. So come on, release it. Stay in that vein of God. Come on. Don't just wait on me.
breaking off. So I want you to create a sound of thunder with the cymbals as they create a sound. Come on, open up your mouth. There it go. There it is right there. There it is right there. Come on. Come on. How much do you want from God? How much do you need it from God? Come on. I felt this presence in here. Let it break off. Come on. Seal it, seal it, seal it. May have y'all seats in the presence of the Lord. I truly thank God for this opportunity to stand here in front of you all and preach this word that he has given me. Um, before I preach, maybe all bow our heads in prayer. God, I thank you, God, for this opportunity. God, I ask that you touch me like never before, God. Release what you need to be released, God. I thank you, God, for the sound of freedom today, God, sound of deliverance, sound of healing, God. God, we thank you, God, that the yoke is being broken today, God. God, let them not hear me, but hear what you have to speak to them, God. God, let this message touch their hearts, God, touch their minds, and touch their souls, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. I'll be reading verses 1 through 8. When you have it, say amen. We finna take it to the black church. When you have it, say amen. amen. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Here beginning with the reading of God's holy word. Who has believed our message and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and of familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Verse 4, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Verse 8. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. So far the scripture. My title was built for this. I was built for this. So the word built is a past tense or past participle for you educated people uh, of the word build. According to dictionary.com, build means to construct, especially something complex, by assembling and joining parts of materials. Or another definition says to establish, increase, or strengthen. So when something is built, it is either created or developed. Amen? 
In this life, we are told to build a lot of things. We are told to build our credit. Lord, help us to build the credit. We are told to build our business. We are told to build our brand. We are told to build good relationships. We are told to build trust. That's important in marriage. Build some trust. So, but, to, but every builder knows a strong foundation is key. So when I was a child, I used to love playing with Legos, and I would play with them all the time and try to create buildings, create houses, try to create little monsters, everything. So sometimes as a child, I would try to make a tower so big, it was my height. But the problem I would always run into is that on the carpet, it will always fall. It could never stand on the carpet. So I asked my dad one day, I said, Dad, I need something to put underneath my Lego tower. So he took me to, to well, Toys R Us when it was in existence. Bless Toys R Us. But <laughs> Toys R Us. And he bought me a green foundational piece. It was supposed to be grass. And it wasn't until then that my tower would stand the vibrations of the carpet. So then I knew my foundation was important. Amen? So we have here in verse 1, the prophet Isaiah, he says, Who has believed our message? Who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He comes right off bat. He says, Who has believed our message? But my question to you is, what message have you been believing? What message have you been believing about yourself? What report have you been believing about yourself? Has the doctor told you you have cancer? Has the doctor said you got diabetes? The doctor told you you're going to live. But whose message have you been believing? But what messages have you been listening to? Have you been listening to somebody that says you can't do it? Have you been listening to somebody says it's too big for God to do? Who, what message have you been listening to? So if you're taking notes, first point, you must know the message that God has spoken to you and over you. You must know the message that God has spoken to you and over you, just because he said it to somebody else doesn't mean that message was for you. So you must know what me the message God has for you and to you. Amen. So you have to know what God is telling you. You have to inquire to his voice, which means even though it's hard, you have to pray. You have five minutes, 10 minutes, three minutes, 30 seconds. You have to pray. You have to inquire his voice to hear what he is telling you. You have to know the words that he is saying. You have to know the words that he is saying. The Bible says he's not a man that he shall not know the son of man that he shall repent. But in the book, in the word, he's not going to say anything that goes against his word. Amen. So you have to know what God is saying to you. And you and not only that, you have to know that when he's speaking to you in the message, when he speaks, he gives you a message that message is for you. Amen? That message is for you. So in the latter part of verse 1, he says, And whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? When you see the arm of the Lord in the Bible, that represents God's power. The power of God. His power. His might. So whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Has God showed you his power? Has he revealed his power to you? I think he has because y'all are standing here in front of me today. So he has revealed his power to you. 
In Acts 1 and 8, it says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and all Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the earth. You are powerful, but your power is not limited to your hometown. Your power isn't limited just here. Your power doesn't just work, oh, my power only works in Marquette. No, your power works in Chicago, in LA, in Miami, in Sweden, it works everywhere. Your power is not just limited to here. But what you have to know is you have to tap into the power. You have to tap into Jesus. You have to tap into the Holy Spirit. You have to tap into God. So your power can be unlimited. Amen? So it says in verse 2, he grew up before him like a tender shut. And like a root out of dry ground, he had little, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. When you understand your purpose, your external environment can't stop you. When you understand your purpose, your external environment cannot stop you. It says, he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a, ru- and a root out of dry ground. Jesus was like the light in darkness. He was the rose in the desert. He was the flame in the bottom of an ocean. Your external environment cannot stop you when you know what you're supposed to do. That's why we see basketball players come from provinced neighborhoods because when you know what to do, when you know your purpose in life, your external cannot stop you. Only your internal can. Only you can stop you. Your external environment cannot stop you. So don't limit yourself because of your external bringings. Don't limit yourself because of your external, what you have externally or what you feel like you don't have. Everything you need is in you. Everything you need is inside of you. So you must tap into it. So in verses 3 and 4 it says, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. And we held him in low esteem. We held him in low esteem. Not he was in low self-esteem, but we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our sufferings, yet considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. Point number three, you were built to handle it. You were built to hand it. The Bible says, great is he that is in who? That is who that is in the world. In your lowest moment, people may reject you, walk away, but you are built for it. You are built to endure. You are built to keep pushing. Amen? You are built to fight. In the story of Paul in Acts chapter 9, Jesus tells a man to go pray for Saul at the time is his name. And he says, Jesus, I know the great things that this man has done to the Christian. He said, it doesn't matter. Go pray for him. Right? But the thing he tells him, he says, I must show him the great sufferings he must do in my name. So even though sometimes we have pain 
and we deal with pain, we deal with struggles, we deal with hardships. It was built, we were built, we were made for it. God created it. He didn't create it to take you out. He created it to bring you closer. He didn't create your hardships to take you out. It can't take you out. In the story of Job, he says, have you considered my servant Job? He knew Job could handle it. Even with Job doubting sometimes, even with Job losing faith sometimes, God knew Job could handle it. God knows you can handle it. You can handle it. See, because cancer is just a name. But when you serve the one who has a greater name, cancer has no effect no more. Depression has a name. But when you serve someone who has a greater name, Jesus, that name means nothing. So you are built to handle whatever situation you are dealing with. Amen? So verse 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. You were built for peace and healing. You were built for peace and healing. You were built to have peace of mind. You were built to have peace in your heart. You were built to have peace in your soul. You were built to have a peace of pie. But that's not the story. You were built... You were you created to be made whole. You were created to be healed. That's what it says right here in Isaiah. It says he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us what peace was on him. It brought us peace. So we are built to have peace. That turmoil that's in our minds, it wasn't there for us. It, we were built to have peace. You got to speak peace to it. The things that's given us hardships, you were built to have peace for it. Amen. It says, and the wounds, and by his wounds, we are healed. It didn't say we wouldn't be bruised, but it says we are healed. Amen? So then, in verses 6 through 8, it says, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Has anybody ever walked away? Like, I don't want to do this no more. I'm tired of this. I don't want to handle it anymore, but I'm cool with it. I'm, God, you put on a lot today. I don't want to deal with it anymore. But it says, like sheep, we all have a strain. Each of us turn our own way. We said, God, I'm going to do my own thing. Because this, this Christian walked too hard for me. You asked him to be holy and righteous. <sighs> Sometimes I want to cuss somebody out, but I can't do it. You, you, you asked me to do too much. I, I want to go my own way. I want to do my own thing. But it says, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God has put everything on Jesus for us all. It says he was oppressed and afflicted, yet did not open his mouth. Even when you're oppressed and afflicted, sometimes you shouldn't open your mouth. <laughs> he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears, he was silent. He did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet of, of his generation protested, for he was cut off from the land of the living. I thank God he was cut off from the land of the living because he got to rise back in the land of the living. But for the transgression of my people, he was punished. So even though we have strayed, we've ran away, we walked away, and we didn't pray sometimes. He still 
took our sins. He took our missteps with him. He's, we're still on his shoulders. He's still bearing us to this day. It says in 1 Peter, cast your cares upon him because he what? Cares for you. So you are still on his shoulders. You are still on his mind. He's still bearing you to this day. So that thing you feel like you have to hold on to, that thing you feel like you have to, you're struggling with, cast it on him. Yeah, because he cares for you. You know, sometimes as a child, you know, I would see my parents go through things, sometimes being sick. And when you love somebody, you're like, I could, I could do it for them. I can hold it for them. So Jesus said, I'll hold you. I hold your sickness. I hold your cancer. I hold your diabetes. I hold all that. Give it to me. I hold the depression, the heaviness you feel. I heard you've been crying at night. I hold that for you too. I'll carry all of that for you because I love you. So if still taking notes, point five, we were built for this because Christ was built for us. We were built for this because Christ was built for us. We go through things to bring people to Christ. Amen. We go through things so that he can be glorified in our life. How can somebody know that he's a healer if nobody's ever been healed? How can somebody know that he's a deliverer if nobody's ever been delivered? So we go through things. We were built for this because Christ was built for us. So I want you to turn to Isaiah 9 real quick. Verse 6. And this is the prophet Isaiah prophesying about Jesus as he does so well. We say this around Christmas time. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. So, in this, in verse 9, he says he's wonderful. He's a counselor. He's a mighty God. He's the, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. The government shall be upon his shoulders so that means he's the king of kings. He's wonderful. He's wonderful in all of his ways. He's wonderful in his heart. He's wonderful in our mind. He's a counselor. He is the great mediator. He is God. He is man. And he counsels us on a spiritual and physical level. He's the mighty God. He is all powerful along with being everlasting strength. It says he is the everlasting father. He is everything a father is. He is everything a father is. He is a provider and a protector. He is the prince of peace. He is the giver of peace. So in the beginning, Christ was called to handle it for us. And in 53, he shows us how he will handle it by taking our sins to the cross. Amen. So since I have the power of Christ in me, I can withstand anything the devil tries to throw at me. Amen. I was built for greatness. I was built for more than this. I was built to accomplish greater. I was built to do more. So just because you feel 
depression sometimes just because you feel low, just because you feel out of it, that doesn't mean you wasn't built for it. You were built to handle it. You were built to manifest through it. You were built to accomplish more than what you think you can. Because why? Because Christ accomplished it. So, amen. Can we all take a stand up for a second? So, I want you all to say, I was built for this. I was built for this. I was built for this. I was built to handle it. I was built to handle it. I was built to withstand it. I was built to withstand it. Because Christ was built for me. You got to make it personal because Christ was built for me. Because Christ was built for me. I want the band to come back up and play for a second. And if anybody needs prayer, has been feeling in this season the spirit of depression or anxiety or heaviness, I want you to come up. If you feel like you've been overwhelmed in this season, I want you to come up and get prayer. We're going to ask all the prayer deacons and ministers, prophets of God to come up. And we're going to intercede on your behalf because we want you to know you don't have to carry this thing anymore. You are built for it. God has made you built for it. You are built to handle it. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Just come up and let the Lord use you. And let the Lord minister to you and let him speak a word into your life that will change your life forever. If you don't know Christ, we ask that you come. This is a wonderful church. I heard I should hear the people from the church say amen. This is a wonderful church. This is a beautiful church. A loving church. And we want to let, to let you know that you don't have to go through this alone. We are a community. I am my brother's keeper. I'm my sister's keeper. You don't have to handle it alone. You don't have to go through it alone. So if you will have one prayer, please come up. Amen.